now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Bel Air, episode 5, PA to LA, is over. But we're just getting started here on Bel Air, a post-show recap. It's Chappelle, and once again, I'm here to get into the ins and outs of the first season of Bel Air on Peacock. And as you all know, it's not unusual for me to have my co-host, Carlton, with me to break it all down. Carlton, how's it going, Puya? See, now this is some BS, because I've been nice. I've You know, when is the last time I gave you a Carlton photo send? After we recorded the last podcast, we were on your Goose Goose Duck stream on twitch.tv slash Puya on Sundays. Check that out if you haven't been checking it out. And you literally performed a Carlton song and dance while I was playing the game. And my mic wasn't even barely working. You, you, you took advantage of me, Puya. Don't play. I, I took these notes days ago. Don't start with me. Okay, so I didn't realize that that was after we had recorded. <laughs> so I thought I thought I was in the clear. All right, maybe one more one more no. cycle. One more cycle. Yeah, I'm excited, dude. I'm I'm happy to be back. Episode five. You know, we're going strong here. The reviews have been lovely. I want to talk about that right out the gate here, if my yeah, may. go for it. The lovely listeners of the Bel Air Post Show recap here. Appreciate you so much. We are currently on our independent feed. We're currently standing tall at 13 ratings, five stars on yes. average. So thank you so much, listeners. Really do appreciate that. If you were looking for that link, um, I believe we've we've plugged it here before. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bit.l. No, it's not bit.ly. I will plug it again. I'll have to find the <laughs> link. Okay, give me a sec. <laughs> I think it's like tinyurl. Oh, it's tinyurl. There we go. Tinyurl <laughs> hashtag Bel Air podcast. There we go. 
Yeah, yeah. Check that out or, you know, subscribe wherever. And we want to thank everyone who has subscribed and for all the reviews we've been getting. But y'all, we need more. So if you are listening to this on Post Show Recaps, be sure to mosey on over to Bel Air Post Show Recap and show us some love on there. We love the feedback and we love the support. Um, Puya, you ready to hop in? Let's hop in. Two feet. All right, let's get into it. Uh, this episode starts with Trey and Will reuniting in LA. Uh, the day is beautiful, and the two of them are enjoying uh, Trey's Philly playlist as Will shows Trey how he's been living. Uh, Will's basically flexing. He got the Lexus, he's showing Trey the good life, and Trey is kind of subtly reminding Will about life back in Philly and everything Will has been missing out on. So, Puya, this is the feeling we have been waiting on, right? Like the, re- uh, the, like the reconnection of these two best friends. Yeah, I mean, last time they saw each other was on the basketball court where Will gets arrested. Then the last time they really, you know, had conversations, Trey had gotten shot since then. Rashad has now passed away. So mm-hmm. this is kind of supposed to be their celebration. Their, you know, a positive reunion since they didn't have a good reunion the last time. So everything's trending upwards, and I'm happy to see them together in this car. Right, yeah. They're, they're, they're like... Like, this is what we want, right? Like, we want Batman and Robin. We want the, like, the tag team, Jazzy Jeff, Fresh Prince, all that good stuff. I mean, not not Jeff. You know, Jazzy Jeff. But you know what I'm saying. We we got them back together. The, the crew is back. And so, yeah, I'm happy. I'm feeling this. Uh, at home, Hillary is putting Uncle Phil to work, wrapping plates, and helping her pack for her exit. So we find out that Hillary is planning a dinner party for her new housemates. So I guess it's been settled, Puya. We speculated whether or not Hillary would take the job that she had gotten accepted for as a content creator. But did this scene surprise you that Hillary is going to be joining like a hype house? I mean, ultimately, I think after more reflection, it does make sense given that Hillary wants to follow her own brand and not her, you know, mom's brand or her mom's, uh, her mom's advice. She wants to follow her own advice. She wants to make her own thing. And by moving, that's her own thing. She sounds like she's very happy with the with the house she has been, you know, approved for. So it does make sense. Although obviously, part of me tries to draw parallels to Fresh Prince Hillary, and Fresh Prince Hillary would have never left. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a big, big contrast there. Right, but we like that. I like I like to see Hillary stepping out on her own, and this is a new venture for her. And you know, these the, like being an influencer is a legitimate career now you know like oh yeah um yeah i just think you know aunt phil uh, aunt viv and uncle phil are just kind of late to kind of picking up on that um line of thinking but hillary seems to be ready to jump right in uh during her dinner party prep uncle phil reminds hillary that the beef between her and aunt viv um it, like it's just them clashing because aunt viv worries about her and once she sees hillary shining in the influencer house she'll give hillary some slack we'll be sure to get into the details of that later on but first Trey and Will pull up to the crib. And although Trey is uh, like wowed by everything, like he's like got like the dollar sign is in his eyes, right? He sees billionaire Banks mansion. uh, But he can already tell that Will is probably going to struggle with giving up this new lavish lifestyle to go back to Philly. Um, Now that Rashad is dead, there isn't any reason why Will shouldn't be free to go home. Right, Puya? It's, I mean, no, he should be, available now to go back to where he wants to be the prince of he wants to rule you know that was Mm -hmm. his home that is his home and now that was the one thing the whole season we've been told one thing Rashad is why he got sent there if Rashad's out of the equation Will could come back and this becomes a big 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 topic for this entire episode every like two scenes 
it gets brought up that, oh, well, well of course Will's coming back, right? That's what's going to happen. And, you know, with these things, the more things come up, the more I start questioning whether it's going to happen or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After the last episode, when we found out Rashad was dead, it did make me wonder what's going to be the main conflict of the season, because that was it. That was the drama. We thought we were trying to speculate when we were going to get rid of Rashad. I didn't know if it was going to be the finale. That's what or, I thought. Season finale yeah. type material. Yeah, but for them to spring it on us four episodes in, they had to find a new bad guy. And it looks like the bad guy might be Will in a way. <laughs> um, or at least, you know, this looming decision that he has to make. Uh, inside the house, Will shows Trey around. And we notice that Will has gotten pretty comfortable, actually. Um, he's giving Trey the rundown about all the fancy art on the wall, even defending Carlton to Trey when he's leaving the house. It feels like the events of last episode, skating event, has really changed the dynamic between Will and Carlton. Do you think this is why Will feels so comfortable? comfortable right now at this point in the season i definitely do think you know stuff has mellowed out they've agreed to just stay out of each other's way and i think part of that means that will's not going to uh, you know tackle a defenseless receiver so if mm-hmm. if carlton's not provoking him he's not gonna you know go in for a pot shot so when um trey called him they call him an oreo what was like yeah let, you know he's just lacrossing he's just hanging out leave him alone um, right which I did appreciate from Will. Because, again, Carlton did nothing but get out of his room to go downstairs to go to practice. Like, he he did nothing here. Right. There's a ceasefire right now. It's all good on both sides. Trey doesn't know that, though. You know, Trey has probably just been getting Will's point of view. And so he's come in with his own preconceived notions about what's going on here. And so Will is kind of trying to reel him back in a little Mm. bit so it's not as abrasive or, you know, so there's no smoke, you know? Which makes Um, sense because when you vent, when you talk to your friends – you vent about your frustrations with others. You don't then go back and be like, yeah, so anyway, we we decided everything's good. We're not really going to argue anymore. And even if you do, those conversations are a lot shorter than the venting sessions that can take hours. So that's all Trey knows potentially here. Right. You tell your friends a horrible thing about like somebody you're dating or somebody that you hang out with, and then they remember that that conversation and how that made mm-hmm. you feel and it gets so protective over you i know i'm definitely like that and then like within like a day you're back with that person or hanging out with them and as a friend i'm sitting here like what i thought oh, we hated I, them yeah i <laughs> learned i learned from that i learned my lesson i had a friend uh, one of my really close friends who was dating someone they had beef and they mm-hmm. were not in a good place i spoke my mind uh after they had split up i'm like thank god you made the right choice this is great and then like two sucked. weeks later, yeah, two weeks later, they're back together and I'm there, you know, holding my thumb just like an idiot of like, OK, and now you're going to remember everything negative I said. And that's uh-huh. never going to go away. Ever since I only listen, I let you vent. I will not give you my two cents unless I feel comfortable enough knowing that stuff's done. Yeah, it's got to be over, over before I start to comment on it. Just smile and nod, Puya, smile and nod. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, upstairs, we see Aunt Viv in her studio, which is officially back in good shape. Uh, she is happy to see Trey again, and I'm guessing they've met before, you know, probably when they were younger, back or, you know, in their interactions with Will. Um, it never even occurred to me that they probably knew each other, you know, because she's been in Philly before. Um, they chop it up for a while, and uh aunt viv can tell that trey and will are very happy right but um like they're they're reunited it's just everything's good like rashad is gone trey is telling them like everything's fine will will be back in philly in no time and i'm thinking well there's no way this series is gonna go that long if will up and leaves la so puya this to me feels like trey isn't just innocently saying this but he's actually trying to remind them that he fully expects will to come back home did you get that sense too 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you look at it from Trey's perspective. Will understands the art around him. Later in a later scene, Will is reading these books that Trey's never seen him read, and Will is like, you know, kind of very comfortably assimilated with this environment and is no longer hating where he's at. He's no longer mm -hmm. looking at it as like a wow, they've got me in this bougie area that I don't relate to, I don't like. He's actually getting comfortable here. So I think this is Trey's way of not actively saying, listen, I hate this. I hate your family. I hate this mansion. You should come to Philly and be with me because that'd be selfish. So instead, mm -hmm. he's like, you know, we know you're coming. Man. You love us. You love us so much. You would do this for us. So I 100% I know you're going to come back to your mom and to me. And, you know, the, the basketball team needs you. It, he's laying the guilt trip on early and subtly. Right. It's like, Trey, who are you trying to convince? Us or you? Because uh, <laughs> at this point, it's not clear. Uh, Aunt Viv looks uh, like kind of caught off guard by this, honestly. And so does Will. Like, So we see him use Aunt Viv's cookies as a way to change the subject and escape the room. Um, later in Uncle Phil's office, we meet his campaign manager, Stephen Lewis, played by Dwayne Martin. Uh, Puya, are you familiar with Dwayne Martin? Yes, 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 yes. He looked familiar from the minute I saw him. And now let me immediately look him up because I I just looking at him earlier today, I think I've seen him in something, but I want to make sure I've got it right. So right. obviously he was in the original Fresh Prince. Yeah, um, he's made cameos mm -hmm. in the original Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, mm -hmm. but he's like, he's famous in Hollywood, but he's definitely oh. a household name in like yes. black Hollywood, you know? <laughs> I, I've watched Real Husbands of Hollywood, and that's where I okay. recognize him from. I've seen, I think, all the seasons of Real Husbands of Hollywood, so there we yes. go. That's where I would connect with him. Yeah, he's been like on black TV shows forever, like a household name. And I know I grew up watching him on like All of Us and One on One. And he was in Any Given Sunday, that like Jamie Foxx movie about the football. And of course, like you said, a couple episodes of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So it was fun to see him here as uh, Stephen Lewis. But he's updating Uncle Phil on the success of the community outreach program. He tells Uncle Phil to remember that they're running for DA as a moderate centrist right before Will and Trey come into the room. So basically, he's on his like Obama Biden ish, you know, that mm -hmm. like that means like radical views, like I don't know, defunding the police could prove to be problematic for him later on. Um, Trey introduces himself to Uncle Phil, and very quickly, Puya, I realized that either Trey is a loose cannon or maybe Will didn't like tell him to keep the Philly backstory under wraps. Well, I think that's the second part, right? I think Will was excited to see Trey, excited to be with Trey, but maybe didn't give Trey the debrief of, hey, listen, so here's here's what you can say, here's what you shouldn't say, here's what we can talk about, and that will come into light more with some other conversations later on in the episode as well. But listen, I don't blame him. He's just excited to see Trey. Oh, no, Puya, this is a rookie mistake. This is a rookie mistake. Look, I know where I'm from, and I know if I'm going to bring my friends around, like anybody, I got to tell them, hey, we don't do this, we don't do this, we don't we do this. And even if I don't, like if I know I don't have to say the words, part of me feels like I still got to say the words, you know, because that way <laughs> when they slip up, I'm going to be like, I told you not to do this, you know, like, because um, this is high stakes, you know, this is Uncle Phil running for office. And so mm -hmm. with that being said, everything that Trey does is a reflection on Will, which is a reflection on Uncle Phil. And they got to keep some of this backstory under wraps, you know, just for the safety of the campaign. But also, we don't know what this could mean for Uncle Phil and what his role was in getting Will back to L.A. and out of trouble. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of like taken aback by that a little bit. It's like, Will, step it up. Come on. Yeah, well, I think that's a good sign of Will has now probably gotten too comfortable 
with mm-hmm. his with his relationship with Uncle Phil. It's like Uncle Phil will not judge. He everything's fine. It's Uncle Phil, and I think that is both a good thing for Will and Phil's relationship, but a bad thing for what Trey might put out there. So right. Right. And the campaign manager, he ends up like kind of picking up that something is going on here. And he's asking, like, should I be filled in on this? But they end up sweeping it under the rug because Uncle Phil has tickets for the boys to go to the D Smoke concert. So that definitely lightened the move, uh, mood a little bit for them. Um, elsewhere, Aunt Viv gets a call from Will's mom, Vi, back in Philly. And Vi says she's ready for Will to come back for Thanksgiving break and remain in Philly from then on. Um, Aunt Viv seems like she's excited about the things Will could accomplish if he stayed in LA though. You know, um, this quickly becomes a point of contention because like on one hand you have Vi saying like this arrangement was supposed to be temporary and you know, it sounds like you're trying to take my place. Like you've trying to be my son's mm-hmm. mother and I, he already got a mama. Like it's, he got me. So I don't know what's happening here. Um, initially I thought like Vi, Vi is tripping, right? Vi is tripping. But when Aunt Viv's response, like Aunt Viv's response led me to believe that there might be some previous tensions between them. Were you picking up on that too? Definitely. There's something that has happened with them and I don't know what that is. I do love that they kind of do sprinkle it here to maybe, reap later in like a later episode of this season or the next season that was very interesting to me i will say part of me is starting now to think does aunt viv feel like will is this like a son or a child that she wants on top of the children she has because this is now someone in her home who connects her back to her roots of philly and you Mm -hmm. know having someone in in the same age range as her own son that comes from her origins is this something that she has loved having in her household? And then someone that she feels like, you know, she can talk to differently. She can give advice to differently. I don't see her giving the same advice to Will she would give to Carlton, you know? And I feel like she's enjoyed having that dynamic. Yeah, man, that's a really good point. Because we've seen from the very beginning, they've connected on the, like, we are both from Philly. And mm-hmm. then we've even seen Uncle Phil connect with Will because, like, on the basketball thing. Because Carlton likes lacrosse. And so Uncle Phil can meet Will where he is on the basketball. They can bond over that. Um, even on like we'll we'll learn later on in this episode on their love for hip hop music. You know, that's a thing that they have in common. And her response to uh to Vi basically being like, okay, even if you can't believe that, like I, I understand that you can't believe that I'm doing this out the kindness of my heart because I'm not trying to steal your place, but can we just agree to that? Like, we'll let him make his own decision. I was like, Well, that's not the answer I was expecting. I thought you were gonna just come like categorically deny, like, no, what are you talking about? I don't want to yeah. do this his mom but <laughs> it sounded like she was like okay be that as it may <laughs> like i'll still i if we're willing to put that to the side this is still a great opportunity for him so that's a great point that you bring up um maybe she does like having a piece of philly back at home in la and i wonder you know you know i feel like Aunt viv is also about to lose a child in hillary leaving i wonder mm-hmm. if she's not ready to not have three kids at the house you know and will would end up essentially being a one-for-one swap out for hillary in a way yeah there's a lot going on, and I guess we'll have to wait until a later episode to find it out because we don't really explore that here. But I felt like they put that little like uh, breadcrumb in there for a reason. Uh, Aunt Viv basically says that Will should be allowed to make his own decisions with, without either one of them uh, trying to sway him one way or the other. Like uh, Vi is basically like, no, Will is a child. He's my yeah. child. And I will be making him make his decisions, but thank you for your input. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So we shall see if Will is left to make this decision on his own. Uh, I just don't think that is uh, necessarily ever the case. You know, these parents just, they have their influence, right? Yeah. You can make your own decisions until they decide 
that's incorrect. That is not the decision you were supposed to make. Either try again or I tell you what to do. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, the next time we see Trey and Will, uh, tensions seem to be flaring up on their side. Uh, Puya, this scene made me feel very uncomfortable because Trey is kind of, he kind of being a hater here. Did you notice that? Yeah, so he, first off, he dogs Will for reading. Then yeah. he, shades, <laughs> he shades his trophies. Then he shades his basketball jerseys for, for Bel Air Academy. It was it was a lot. I was like, Trey, you are you got your foot up on his ottoman in his bedroom and like be respectful. Right. He's shooting shots left and right, like bam, bam, one after another. And you can tell Will is trying to like gently persuade him that, like, I know you feel that way, but also this is kind of good for me. Um but to no luck, because Trey tells him it's all good because, Will, once you come back to Philly, everything's going to be all good. The team's going to be good. Like, we're going to be happy. You'll be back in your neighborhood. No cap. <laughs> so I was like, uh, big cap, big cap. Like, mm -hmm. the, the big largest cap. cap. <laughs> right, right. Like, I can tell this is not going to go Trey's way, but, you know, that the he's not ready for that. Um, Will masterfully changes the subject. He basically like, it's dinner time. Like food's coming, right? Like, uh, let's, uh, get dressed. And, and they start to pull out the formal wear for the formal dinner in the formal dining room. And this is so bougie. Like this is so bougie and outside the norm for Trey that even Will's enthusiasm about this can't convince him that like, you gotta just live like them for the, for the day. Right? Like this yeah. is just what we do here. Um, Trey throws the suit down and just leaves the room. Like, he's not having it at all. Personally, I like dressing up and looking flashy sometimes, so I would have been pretty excited to live like the rich for once. What about you, Puya? Of course, the big same. I think the one thing that would have been a bit of a surprise to me would be, I don't, I can't think of any time in my life that I have changed into something formal and stayed in my house. That's yeah. never happened. <laughs> if I've dressed up, I've left the house. So that might be a bit of a shocker, but... I don't understand Trey's perspective here because actually I kind of do. Trey is right now where Will was episode one coming mm -hmm. in. I'm not succumbing to this lifestyle. I'm not succumbing to the, you know, these, these people don't represent me. I'm not going to give up my, who I am, my identity and his identity is wrapped up in like, you know, I do what I want to do. So I think that's mm -hmm. part of it. I think the other thing uh, here for me is that, Trey's not getting the confirmation he needs from Will, so he's not going to give Will what he wants either. He's like, oh, you want to dress up in this suit? How about no? How about I'm not going to do that? <laughs> um, so it's, it's again, this is the power struggle with the two of them. It's, and I think, you know, part of Trey, Trey got shot. And I feel like yeah. we, we just didn't talk about it at all here. It's so like, normal in this season. Yeah. Like, we're like, Trey got shot. Now, and then the next scene, you know, but that's a big deal. Here. Yeah, and also, you know, to me, it's... Part of me is also like, hey, well, Trey, like they paid for you to, they flew you out here. The least you could do is put on the suit for the dinner. And like the dinner is going to be a nice dinner. You know, you're going to be get, getting a nice dinner, fancy dinner. So I would have right. worn the suit. I don't mind looking like I'll, I'll look good in a suit. 100%. Yeah, you, why not? Because you you know that food going to be good too, you know, and it's not like you got to go out. And so like you're wearing the suit for just the dinner and then you can just change back into your leisure clothes, you know, and so like. Get a couple pictures, save them, yeah. put them up on Instagram at some point, get a new profile picture. Why not? 
you about to flex in a mansion and then go back to Philly with the photos. Like, <laughs> I, I don't see the issue here, Trey. But, uh, Puyo, you make a great point. Trey is definitely kind of still doing what Will was doing in the first episode where he's trying to hold on to his identity. Um, but the thing with Will is that Will didn't know how long he's going to be in L.A. So he was very willing to bend, right? Like, he wasn't willing to give everything up. I wear the suit, but I'm going to wear my J's. You know, like, I'm aware mm-hmm. uh, wear the uniform, but I got to wear my hat. You know, he was giving a little bit at a time, whereas Trey is like, I don't have to give a little bit at a time because you're coming home. So... <laughs> This is temporary. We don't have to play ball anymore. And I think that's going to prove to be, um, you know, probably a miss, uh, a misstep for Trey moving forward. Uh, Will ends up going downstairs to talk to Hillary about her Hype House dinner setup. She even mm-hmm. has cameras to create content for this new gig. Now, this is kind of weird. Um, who, hi- I, who has hidden cameras at dinner? At, at their own house with their own family and their future roommates. I feel like, shouldn't you be disclosing that? Shouldn't that be something people know? Is this mm-hmm. an attempt to just have everyone be natural? Sure, but I'd still find it odd unless I'm completely comfortable with being on camera. So yeah. it's it's an interesting move by Hillary. I'll say that. That's that influencer lifestyle. Uh, Will ends up asking Hillary for advice and says he can't decide whether or not he wants to go back to Philly uh, or stay in L.A. Um, And he's concerned about what everybody is expecting him to do, what his mom expects from him, what Trey expects from him, what the basketball team and the neighborhood expects from him. And Hillary says, for what it's worth, she thinks he should stay and do whatever he thinks is best for him. Um, Aunt Viv ends up walking in on Uncle Phil, basically just like kind of jamming out with his headphones on. Uh, and although the conversation with Vi is clearly still waiting, like weighing on her, um, they, they're going to have to put that conversation off until after dinner, right? Like, because there's a lot going on. Hillary has dinner guests coming and Aunt Viv has never been comfortable with this whole hype house and floor to house uh, setup. Um, and Viv is clearly worried about how Hillary is making this decision to join a oh, content yeah. creator house. And Uncle Phil has, but like, it's crazy. Like, Aunt Viv feels away. But the things that Hillary is doing is supposed to help Aunt Viv feel a little bit more comfortable. We find out that she's already sent out a whole little dossier of the people who were coming. Uncle Phil has done his research. He's read up on the people and he feels a little bit better. Um, but Aunt Viv has not read the prep information. So, do, Puya, do you want to go through the, uh, the, the guests at this event? Yes, let's 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 do that for sure. So okay, okay yeah, go for it. Yeah, so you you have Kylo who uh made over a million dollars promoting expensive booze and and cologne, and I guess he's like the head of the hype house. Um, mm-hmm. you have Fanta who does luxury travel, Monica who uh I believe they're non-binary and they're um they have like an Oprah book deal, and then you have Jared and Nathan, the stuntman pranksters called the Black Ass Brothers. Puya. <laughs> Why? Why are these? Why? You know, like, <laughs> damn, Puya, the Black Ass Brothers, really? <laughs> so we talked about. So last week we talked about if Hillary's a, applying to all these, you know, hype houses, you know, they should get her diversify their portfolio. This is a diversified portfolio house. <laughs> like the mix of people now. Was it not lost on me when when they get introduced last and they're the brothers and they're the stuntmen pranksters and then they're the Black mm-hmm. Ass Brothers? I was like. Oh my God, they're going to be the fun ones. And I was like, for sure, they're the ones that are going to have something on the episode. And uh, we might have seen a little too much of them, if I, if I do say oh. so myself. Oh, we see the black ass brothers in all the glory. Um, and yeah, you know, Uncle Phil saved that for last. Like, he's like, oh, look, it's Kylo. He's like fancy cologne and uh, expensive liquor. And he's like, oh, I saw the black ass brothers. But yeah, yeah. everything should be fine. <laughs> the first thing was Kylo made a mi- over a million off of ad revenue and sponsors alone. Yeah. To then 
Then we've got two pranksters who were the last two mentioned. So definitely Uncle Phil knew how to do it. But also, why do you think Ann Viv didn't check out the dossier? Do you think Ann Viv is just, I personally think she's uh, right now in her art bag. She's like back trying to get back in the art business. And she's just been busy with that and not been able to pay attention to some other stuff going on. Right. But I I feel like she's still kind of pushing back against this Hillary thing, right? Like, it's happening. She is critical of all of Hillary's decisions so far and I think she's just not ready to face the facts that Hillary's on the way out. And so by reading that dossier and this list of all these roommates, it would make it more real for her. So I feel like it might be both, right? Like, she's busy with other stuff, but she definitely doesn't want to take time out of her day to focus on this horrible decision from her point of view that Hillary could be making, right? Um, Maybe that's what it is. That's Um, also possible. Like, she doesn't, she's not approving of it yet, right? And uh therefore, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna look at it because it's, I don't agree. Right. It didn't have anything to do with me. Keep this to yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, (laughs) They all end up going to dinner, like downstairs in the, in the formal dining room. And it's a lavish dinner, you know? It's uh, like everybody seems to be hitting it off, except Trey, who is busy getting lost in the sauce. I think he's a, he's, he might be a bit tipsy. Yeah. Uh, Can we talk about this? Um, yeah. I feel like, you know, some shows do this where they are supposed to be high schoolers, but then also their problems become more of a college scene, you know? Mm. Trey's drinking. Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv are at the head of this table, like, overlooking everybody. How yeah. is Trey getting away with drinking and no one's noticed? I think that's just the mark of what, how Trey is even feeling in this moment. Like, he's out of place, you know? And so mm. everybody's talking to the content creators. They're so involved in the dinner. They're talking about Hillary. And Trey is kind of there unnoticed, you know? he He's able to sneak and get drunk. And nobody is really paying attention. Like, even if you saw him, like, at best, they probably say, well, he's in the house, you know? Like, he's, he's not that bad. Or maybe he'll have one sip or one drink. But, you know, he's basically drowning his sorrows in this moment where everybody else is kind of just... Just mingling and so i think he just kind of slips under the radar um even to the point where uncle phil makes a toast to hillary and you know ends up giving his blessing and they all toast but you know like i think a lot of the underage people might have had water or some other substance but i'm pretty sure trey was still uh drinking heavily at that moment um because he's clearly upset and like i think the the real issue here is that like he gets drunk he gets upset Everybody's trying to keep it light, but he sees the other hater in the room. He makes eyes like like, like at Carlton. And, you know, I yeah, it's just, just, I don't know. I don't know if it's that Trey can, like, tell that Carlton must be, like, is, is happy in this moment. But he just focuses on the t- attention on him, and the haters just go at it. I blame Will for this. Will should have known better than to have those two be seated next to each other. Mm-hmm. That was a mistake. Because you are in the middle of... um. Uh, Trey's beverages. Trey ends up leaking to Carlton pretty much the entire detail of why Will is here and what happened leading up to it and how Will was able to get out of the bind of being arrested. And essentially gives Carlton the rest of the map when Carlton had some of the puzzle pieces. Right. And from this point of the episode, Puya, it just got worse. And worse. Oh my and God, worse. it got way and worse. <laughs> Yeah. Like I could feel my chest tightening every scene. It was just like, why is this happening? Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause Trey ends up telling Carlton, like, you must be happy that Will is leaving. And uh, since like ever since Rashad got murdered, he can come back to Philly. And I think that Carlton, it kind of felt like he, 
he never thought it was as serious as they were making it out to be. Cause he asked Trey, he says, so are, are you saying they weren't overreacting by sending him here? And I was like, at what point did anybody say that this was fake or that Will's life wasn't in danger? I thought it was very clear that Will had to come here. Cause Carlton says like, Oh, it was Aunt Vi overreacting. Was my, uh, my mom and dad overreacting. I didn't even realize that like Puya Carlton could have been thinking that like, they have been blowing this under, out of proportion that Will actually wasn't even in that bitch of, like much of a trouble. I do feel like part of me did see this as Carlton just realized that Will was literally in a life or death situation. Yeah. Part of me definitely saw Carlton's eyes bulge up and noticed that and kind of for a brief second, I thought, is he sympathizing with Will? Mm -hmm. Is this like, is he feeling warmer towards his cousin? Right. I think that was it. I think that moment after that moment, that blink, I missed it. It was over. And then Carlton was back into his nonsense again. And right. I mean, I, I think and I think we've both agreed on this. We're 30 minutes into this podcast. We can say this freely. This was both of our least favorite episodes of the season so far. Oh, my God. Um, yes. Yeah. And Not like, to say it wasn't good TV, but Puya, right. ah, this, was, ooh, this yeah. was hard to watch. And it was from this moment on that it got hard to watch. You just saw like, <laughs> and it just got harder and harder until it was over. I was like. I really hope this was not going to be the trend for the next episode, but there's still mm -hmm. some stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we should see. Um, yeah, there, the gleam in, Car in Carlton's eye, it, it flashes very quickly. Like, there's sympathy there. And then as he hears that Uncle Phil made a call, basically getting Will uh, exonerated or freed from jail for the situation that Will was in, like, Carlton is seeing red. Like, that look is gone, and we can tell he's about to do something reckless. Um, so while Carlton is stewing over this new information, and Viv is having, like, the most enlightening conversation she's probably had about this content creator house so far uh, with Fanta. Because mm -hmm. Fanta is fascinated with Aunt Viv's life story and, like, the time that Aunt Viv spent in South Africa with their cultural exchange project for artists. And Fanta even tries to convince Evie, like, maybe you should dip your toe into content creation because she has star energy and she has a great story. Um, across the table, Ashley is speaking to Monica, who is non-binary, as I said earlier, and Ashley's asking them um, if, like, the future of sexuality is fluid. This is the first time we're addressing the B storyline from last episode, really, like, since that moment where the two of us, uh, Puya, we speculated if Ashley may have a crush on her friend Lucia. Uh, Monica tells her that the distinction on Ashley's sexuality is only important based on how much it means to Ashley. And I think this was a great conversation for the two of them to have. Hillary sees all these conversations, but she can't tell if the party is going well. Uh, but, you know, Carlton assures her, like, everything seems to be going smooth. What did you think about all of these conversations? I loved it. I love that all the influencer people had some kind of impact because kylo and uncle phil are also talking so like they've got a thing fanta and Aunt viv um and i think learning more about ashley digging into this b story with ashley is phenomenal i have been a very loud complainer of the fact that we're not getting enough ashley and kind of you know having ashley try to figure out who she is in this world and what she feels what she identifies as and then being told you know you don't have to define anything you don't want to you don't have to like you know, you don't have to say this or that right now at all. I thought that was a very important conversation that was being had there. I thought that it was interesting with Ann Viv because Ann Viv was essentially told, you could do this too. You have a, a rich story and background. You could easily be in this in the same market, which, spoiler alert, if this happens, Hillary's going to be very upset. I don't see Hillary oh, you think happy. So? It's going to yeah. be a mess. It's going to be a mess. 
So man, I don't yeah. I want them. I want Hillary to support Aunt Viv when Aunt Viv starts going live on Instagram. <laughs> when Aunt Viv <laughs> starts making TikToks, I want Hillary to be happy for it. I mean, that's what I would like as well. And yeah. we'll have to see, but I do predict we're gonna see Aunt Viv ask Hillary some episode down the line, hey. Help me set up my social medias. Oh, my gosh. That's the worst call you get from your parents. I remember my mom asking me to help her set up my her Facebook when I was in college. And I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, okay, I will do it. But because in my mind, I was like, I need to make sure that whatever she can see on Facebook, she can't see my page. Right. So, like, we can still be friends. But I, if I have control of your Facebook page, I, I can then see your point of view and I can know if you're snooping. You know, like, so I had to make sure my privacy settings were set up. Um, I don't think Hillary is not going to do that if if a push comes to shove. Like she's definitely going to want to have a handle on Aunt Viv as a content creator if that is the direction we end up going. Yeah, and I did the same thing with with my mom where I checked the search search terms. If she searched me, would I pull up? No. If she mm-hmm. found me in something, could she see tagged photos? No. I was like, perfect. That's mm-hmm. it. Save the settings. Obviously, now I'm like, you can see whatever you want to see. That's whatever. completely fine. Yeah. Right. But there was a time where they, yeah, you can't, you you don't have the level five clearance, mom. I'm sorry. You just don't. Exactly. We grown now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we grown now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Oh, another cool conversation that's happening is that um, Uncle Phil has found the other rich guy in the room. He, he He's talking to Kylo. <laughs> so billionaire banks and millionaire Kylo are having this conversation. And Kylo basically asks Uncle Phil if he feels a way. Like, do you feel some type of way about Hillary joining this content uh, house, especially while you're running for office? Um, Puya, how did you feel about Uncle Phil's response to this? Because he did seem very supportive. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like Uncle Phil's whole situation is he is able to successfully juggle all his kids and all the things going on, but his primary focus is the campaign and the Mm. office. So as long as the campaign is going good, then that's what he's there for. Um, And then what he when he talks about Hillary, he tells us about the story of how she was premature Mm. and, you know, they prayed for her to have everything be fine. And he wants her to just continue and thrive. And as long as she's thriving, he doesn't care what environment she's in, which I loved hearing from Uncle Phil. He doesn't really he's not about the you have to follow a traditional path necessarily. As long as Mm. you know your full self-worth and you are actively working on improving yourself, it's a plus in his books. And I think he's just happy about that. Yeah, he's very proud of her. Um, All of this is great. The party ends up getting interrupted because Puya, there's this covered dish that is kind of like over to the side and it's and it's shaking and it's kind of trembling and it's it's rattling, it's making noise, and everybody's looking around trying to figure out what it is. And you see people panicking. It's like it's imagine like if there's a lobster under there that just came alive, you know, like it's it's trying to get out. Um and it's clear here that a prank is about to happen. Like Aunt Viv is even yelling, like, tell them to stop the prank. They're like, No, it's no prank, it's no prank. Puya, this is definitely a prank. Um, yeah, they, they lift the lid off the covered dish and we see a teddy bear shaking his ass, um, kind of twerking a little bit. And Mm -hmm. then we see one of the black ass brothers, black ass run naked (laughs) across the room. This was tacky as hell, Puya. I can't lie to you. I did not like this. I mean, the whole episode we're like, all right, look at this dossier, Kylo millionaire, Fanta accomplished. Everyone here is and like Will says, listen, Carlton, you gotta dress up. Uh, Carl, sorry, Trey, you gotta dress up. They're doing this classy thing, and then your prank was I'm gonna get naked in, in this per the Uncle Phil's running for office's house. I feel like in my head, I was like, Oh my god, is this a PR nightmare? Like, is this about right. to be a PR nightmare? Like, what was this? But it seems like they all were okay with it ultimately. Yeah, it's very weird. It's like it, they did the thing. The content creators kind of clapped. They're like, "This is what we do. We're content creators. <laughs> this is it's all a part of the job, Puya." But I just I feel like if I'm eating my dinner, I don't want to see your black ass run by here, you know, or any ass for that matter. I'm trying to eat. Um, you know, there are locations where there's ass present where it's fun to eat food. Um, uh, I'm not saying that I've ever been to any of those bars where the the the, the right. Well, that's like a, that's <laughs> like a, it's themed as such, right? Yeah, it's like exactly. you know, like. If you're on the way there, you know what you've signed up for. I have I signed right. up for that at home? Probably not. Right. Yeah. It's like, uh, if I went to that bar, I was looking for that, not the food. I just had the food as an extra. This was the other way around. Um, and so again, kind of tacky, but we move. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uncle Phil is over this though. He's uh, he's done. He's like, I've seen enough. And he ends up retreating to his office. Cause in my mind, he's kind of he convinced himself that he was okay with it, but at the same time, like he was not prepared for that. Uh, but before he can get a moment of silence, Carlton just bursts in and interrupts everything, demanding answers. He wants to know if what uh, Trey said was true, that Uncle Phil, Uncle Phil uh, pulled strings to get Will out of jail. And you can tell Uncle Phil is stunned, but now he has to have the conversation that he's probably been dreading. Uh, he tells Carlton that he had to intervene for Will and that it would be bad for the entire family if Carlton spilled the beans. Uh, people make mistakes, they fall down, and they need to have the chance to get their uh, like their life back together. But Carlton at this point is like perched right on top of his indignant ass high horse. Um, 
He's so offended that Uncle Phil would make any comparison of Carlton's anxiety disorder and the mistakes that he's made due to his struggles, uh, like with the situation that Will is in. Uh, but he says everyone should be shown some grace, even though Carlton says he's not going to tell anybody. Puya, I feel like this won't stay under wraps for long. We both knew when Carlton said I wouldn't tell anybody that that was BS. He's going <laughs> to try and I think he's going to use this to curry any favor he can from Will up mm -hmm. until, you know, they're finally in a good place and then he accidentally leaks it to someone. I feel like that's exactly how it's going to go down with him. And I just don't get it. I feel like I don't care how I feel about, you know, any beef I have with friends or family, in this instance, cousins. If my cousin was bailed out by my dad for anything, I'm not going to be like, that's not fair because I you didn't give me the same thing. It's like, no, like it's, and and I think Carlton had a problem with almost Uncle Phil making Will's thing seem like more important than Carlton's stuff that Carlton's gone through, mm -hmm. which like Carlton, it's, stop. Like, why are you so trying to compare stupid. the two? Yeah. Right. Carlton's he, like I said he's on this high horse like he's talking about like you told me that justice was important and all this other stuff and he's looking at Will as a criminal like he's a, he doesn't know that Will was getting jumped and used this gun to defend himself you know to mm -hmm. save Trey like basically save Trey's life like we don't know what would have happened had Trey just like continued to get pummeled like that uh, but Carlton doesn't have any context he just sees like this in black and white like Will broke the law you got him out of jail so you broke the law or whatever the case may be and I don't like it and it, it's very selfish because Carlton you have to know if that happened to you Uncle Phil would do the exact same thing if not more to get you out of jail make no mistake well um, I think so, that's so the problem that's the problem Chappelle is that Carlton thinks I would never do that I'm better than yeah. like I would I would never need you to do that but you shouldn't do that for anybody else he literally has a line where he says so are you equating my anxiety disorder with Will's crime it's like, right again that's not the same league like you can you can feel a way about both of them and like mm -hmm. i feel like you know he just hasn't stopped from the minute will has landed kind of looking at him as a lesser person to him uh -huh. and in this instance he finally has validity to look at will as someone who committed a crime to look at will as someone who you know handled a gun and like tried mm -hmm. to get his problems sorted with a weapon and not with his mind or whatever carlton would probably spew so yeah Again, that's family. I just, I mean, I personally don't have anyone in my life where I'm like feeling this way about who's also like family. I just don't have that. Right. And Carlton, where do you get off? Weren't you just covering up for Connor planting drugs on your cousin? Like, are, can we talk? Like, let's just have a real conversation, Carlton. Like, you just did this like yesterday or whatever, a couple episodes ago. I, I just, I just feel like, like you have no moral high ground here and you're trying so hard to like take this stance. But again, I think this is Carlton just trying to take that little bit of power that he hasn't had thus far ever since Will's gotten there. And I think he finally has what he wants. Um, Back at the party, the rest, like, it seems like everything is stabilized since the black ass brothers ran their black asses through the party. Um, And Fanta is talking to Aunt Viv about the prank itself. Right. And saying like, Look, I understand you don't you don't get it, but it's kind of like art. It was a performance. We're going to rec we recorded it. We're posting it, and it's supposed to be funny. But people are supposed to consume this no different than they would consume art. And it seems like the wheels are turning, and Viv is finally starting to get the understanding for this influencer thing. Um, Will starts to head out, and he notices that 
Trey is asleep with his head down on the table because uh, he's going off the alcohol. We can just say what it is. He's drunk. Mm-hmm. And so Will ends up taking him up uh, to the bedroom to go to sleep. The next thing you know, Puya, Will's laying on the couch, minding his own business, and Carlton just kicks in the door, basically. Boom. And he just, like, starts to conf- uh, confront Will for no reason. He says he knows everything. Uh, like, everything's out in the open now, and I got you, basically. And Will's, like, begging him not to snitch. Um, but Carlton says, like, um, just stay out of my way, right? Stay away from Lisa. She doesn't need to be involved with your drama. Puya, this felt like a threat, no? I mean, threat blackmail like saying i literally extorting will to get his own way and saying oh and stay away from lisa now that i have something and i can openly say this stay away from lisa i don't want you talking to lisa anymore and it's will he knows not to do anything about this he says you got it i'm not doing anything don't you worry right uh it's disgusting because you know this is like the moment carlton's been waiting on even if he had you know like called a, a truce for a while like this is what he's this is what he needed he needed leverage and he has it now and i'm just so annoyed um <laughs> the next the next morning the family's downstairs preparing preparing breakfast and like i said i'm annoyed and Carlson just makes it worse he comes downstairs looking so smug like oh like he's just so happy because he's like talking about how him and lisa are about to go pro- like plan her mom's memorial benefit and that the two of them have a lot to discuss heavily hinting that like oh my gosh i'm gonna be talking to lisa i hope i don't let anything slip he's loving this way too much for me Puya. of course i mean he is let's face it rashad is d- dead he is out the new biggest villain and maybe the biggest villain from the jump was Carlton. And this is just Carlton taking that spot more and more and more. And mm. Chappelle, this isn't going to stop unless <laughs> Carlton tells someone or uh-huh. will find something out about Carlton and neutralizes this. And then Carlton right. will be mad. And then maybe he still leaks it anyway. Yeah, maybe this maybe maybe the uh, coke slash you know uh, medication addiction might uh, come out and maybe. Oh, yeah. might- get him to stop we shall see um yeah elsewhere will and trey end up talking and will tries to convince trey hey why don't you just work like uh support me staying here and come visit in the summer right like you can come every now and then um trey is clearly still not picking this up um because he sees lisa in the distance and rushes over to introduce himself this is bad news because carlton just finished threatening Mm -hmm. will and warning him to stay away from lisa um Trey is such a leaky faucet that he's starting to become a huge liability for Will in here in L.A. Um, Will ends up like dragging him away, leaving Lisa feeling very confused. And Carlton, of course, smug and happy that he gets to spend this time with Lisa. Um, Trey and Will end up finally getting to pull up to this VIP entrance at the Staples Center. Um, they got the red carpet entrance, the all access passes to meet D Smoke. The two are so excited. And we find out that Uncle Phil is down with D Smoke, too. Uh, he's a hip hop head. We've talked about him listening to the mm-hmm. Tribe Called Quest, but Uncle Phil's been keeping up with the recent stuff here as well, and he's even got them backstage. So D Smoke ends up coming over to introduce himself. Will introduces himself, but Trey can barely even speak. He's just in shock that he's standing in front of like one of his idols. Um, Puya, this is fun to watch, but I wanted this to be the thing that Trey realizes, like, oh. Now that I'm in L.A., Will's in L.A., this is kind of the new lifestyle we can live. Um, It just doesn't feel like they made that much of an impact on him. It didn't. I mean, even though he was so starstruck to be in the presence of D-Smoke, I still don't think he fully grasped that we can bring the Philly to L.A. We can bring the P.A. to L.A. 
we don't have to have PA and PA all the time. But I think more so than Will, Trey is suffering from the small fish in a big, big pond of it all. Mm -hmm. I don't think he can hack it. And I think, if anything, the starstruck moment was an indicator that Will can easily assimilate to being PA in LA, but Trey cannot handle this at all. And he doesn't like being in a position where he can't handle it. He's not like, a, I'll get used to it. He says, I want none of it. Get me back to my comfort. Bring me back to where I know where my neighborhood is, because this isn't it. Now, I wanted to ask you, Chappelle, you you're, you have a big knowledge in music. You're no Akiva, but you got a big I'm, knowledge. I'm no Akiva. That is correct. Yeah. Not many people are. No one is. One and only. Yeah. So <laughs> were you familiar with D-Smoke's music? Do you know like, D-Smoke? I know D Smoke uh, because of I think he was in that uh, it was like a, a music competition on Netflix called Rhythm, Rhythm and Flow, and Flow. Yeah. right? But but that's it. Like I've never heard um, like D Smoke's albums or anything like that. And I think he was even Grammy nominated. Uh, like yeah, he won, both I think best was, rap album and best new artist for the twenty twenty one Grammys. Right. So I, I guess I should be embarrassed to say that I I'm not really into it. But I think now there's a good reason why we should get into it. You know. I mean, listen, D Smoke lost in the best rap album category to Nas. I feel like that's a good L to take. Yeah, that's not yeah. a bad spot to be in at all. Um, but no, I mean, I will tell you this Rhythm and Flow is a show that a lot of my friends told me to check out. They're like, you're going to love this. And I was like, I, I'm, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Didn't check it out. And then when I went to look up who D Smoke is, I spoiled myself. So that was like great. But oh, no. <laughs> yeah, given that it's Gra he's Grammy nominated, you know. Will and Trey say there are no skips on the album. I'm gonna have to check it out and and get back to you on it. So yeah, we'll we might we might have to do a D smoke uh, like deep dive one day and talk about it <laughs> once we've done our research. Um, but yeah, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, in the next scene, we see Puya. This is the devil himself, Michael Ely. Puya, do you know this light skinned man? Do you know him? So why does he? Why would I know him? Is my question so, to you. He he is a famous actor. Mainstream, he's famous, but in like the black community, like he's like famous. This is a light-skinned legend. He mm -hmm. is the love interest in many of these films. Uh, I believe he's in Barbershop. Um, so if you've ever seen that movie, uh, he's like Eve's love interest in there. Uh, but he's been around for a very long time. Listen, all you need to know about Michael Ely is that if he shows up and there's a happy relationship going on, um, <laughs> brace yourself because it's about to get messy. Is um, he Mr. Still Your Girl? <laughs> he is Mr. Still Your Girl. They get one look at that light skin and them light eyes and they just fall apart. They fold like a towel, Puya. It's, it's so bad. Um, so we see... Something like that here. Uh, his name is Reed Broderick in this uh, in this show. And he's playing like an art director. And Aunt Viv is there and he has his eyes set on her. He's using all these sexy, flexy-ass words to describe Aunt Viv's art. It's like it's intimate but powerful, simply riveting. Color power is evocative and all this other stuff. You draw the viewer's eye. Sir, stop dirty macking. I see what you're doing. He doesn't even use her married name, Puya. Who is Vivian Smith? Like this, like, 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 he like, like he forgot all about Aunt Viv being married. B Vivian Banks, Vivian Banks. He's so grimy, Puya. I hate it. Um, this is just gross. Did you, what did you think about this interaction between him and Aunt Viv? I mean, Vivian Smith is her artist name, right? That's where she was. No, no, she married <laughs> now, man. Stop I, I mean, listen, I agree with you. I agree with you. Part of me did feel a little bit concerned because i mean also he's straight up like brought her into this art gallery and says you see this room 
this is your room. This is where your <laughs> art's going to go. And I was like, huh, okay. This is yeah. moving a little fast. I mean, I didn't know. Can I be honest? I was like, did we see him in any other scene so far? Where did he come from? How is he well, part of this? Did I miss it? Well, her sorority sister, uh, uh, I can't think of her name right now. She she had mentioned it when they were in the art, oh. art gallery. That like she knew a guy who was coming into town with the art installation. Yes. And it just happens to be Mr. Steal Your Girl here, Michael Ely. Um, yeah, anytime he shows up, I'm telling you, they're going to fold like a lawn chair, Puya, every time. Yeah. Uh, don't leave your girl <laughs> around him. True player for real. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was yes. in um, He was in Think Like a Man as Dominic mm -hmm. the Dreamer. So. The dreamer, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. let's be very clear. This man is the devil, uh, but he's a great actor, and he's like I said, this is the role he's born to play. Um, yeah, he ends up leading Aunt Viv over to that blank space and pulls the Mufasa, like the everything the light touches is yours type thing, and she's just kind of like <laughs> she can tell that like something's up because she just got back in the art game. Why does she need a whole installation right now? Like, what you you she ain't even got her groove back. She's telling them like I look, pull your forget all the notes. The man is flirting. It's out of control. We got to jump him. We're jumping yeah, I mean, him. For, yeah, someone needs him. to Mufasa him and be like, yeah, you see you see her? You see this area? You must never go there, Simba. Like, don't, right, you, exactly. don't you come through here. Stay it's away. It's graveyard, you know? Oh, at my worst, God. Yeah. Like, it's... Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> back at the D-Smoke concert, Uncle Phil ends up getting a phone call, and he rushes off to meet with who we find out is Congressman, uh, Congressman Turley and Officer Fred Wilkes, Lisa's dad. Um, they definitely aren't at the concert by coincidence, though. Uh, they tell Uncle Phil that even though he's up in the numbers in polls, his campaign promise of defunding the police is problematic. Uh, Uncle Phil is firm in his stance that something needs to be done, but they aren't uh, here to debate Uncle Phil's policy. They are here to tell him, you tone down this rhetoric or there will be consequences. Puya, this made my chest tighten up again. You know, like this was one of those like, ooh, I can tell something bad is about to come. Yeah, you know how in Fast and Furious they start switching gears in the car and, and they go faster, they hit the NOS? It's like yeah. that with the chest tightening, only every time they hit in the next gear, I feel a little bit more uncomfortable. And yeah. this was the next moment of like, because I, you know, I know what we're watching. This isn't a comedy. Mm -hmm. This isn't a happy ending show. There's supposed to be struggle. There's supposed to be drama. So I fully get it. That being yeah. said... I'm a fool. I'm I'm a simple person. When, <laughs> when there's highs, I fly high with it. And then when there's lows, I fall down with it hard. So I was feeling everything here. I didn't want Uncle Phil's campaign to be in jeopardy. I didn't like yeah. this. No, we're here for the journey and it's taking us on a roller coaster ride right now. Yeah. Um, back at home, Hillary and Ashley talk, and Ashley's telling her about her crush on Lucia. So we were right. Um, it's at that moment that Hillary realizes that Ashley Ashley is attracted to girls, but Ashley hasn't taken a firm stance on her sexuality yet, so she's not rushing into talking about it with her parents and like coming out, if you will. Um, Hillary ends up telling her that she doesn't have to reveal this information to anyone until she's ready. And put your for for a season that hasn't given us much Ashley content. I think they heard your cries. Like, this is the scene that we needed from her, don't you think? Definitely. Because until this point, the people that Ashley had had camera time and conversation with were someone who wasn't a part of the family, Jeffrey, who was part of the family but not part of the family. Finally, we got a Hillary scene, like a proper yeah. Hillary conversation scene. And I think it indicates what we, had, we could have easily imagined is that Ashley feels closest to Hillary, which can be good and bad, bad because Hillary's about to move out. And, yeah. you know, good because at least she has somebody. But I do love seeing Hillary say, you know, you don't have to tell anyone anything. 
until you know what you're feeling. And even then you don't have to, but I'm thankful you shared it with me. And I'm very happy right. that Hillary was there for her in that instance. I do think we're going to see more of more of Ashley's story now. I'm very satisfied. Can we quickly pause and talk about something that I just noticed? Yeah, let's go for it. You can't give me like the best Jeffrey episode and then not give me any Jeffrey for episode five. Are you nuts? Wow. I'm like, it's like the wire GIF. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even know yeah, this. I just boy is not here. Out. Yeah. What, what, Puyo, where's Jeffrey? Where do you think he at? Did he, you think you're doing dirt? Okay, so the episode he, ended last week, right, uh -huh. with him saying, "Listen, Uncle Phil, like yeah. we got to talk about something." So then, uh -huh. do you think he's in Philly tying up some loose ends, maybe oh, like making God. making things disappear? Okay, and, okay, and stuff okay. like that, neutralizing like that. a little bit more. I like yeah. that. What if What if he's on the boat with uh with the yoga chick? <laughs> like, what if, <laughs> so what if Jeffrey had his break. life? Though? He deserves yeah. it. He just helped Will big time. Have Have a free month on us. Yeah, I just know if this is a house manager, maybe he needs to be around when there's 13 new people in the home having a dinner party. But what do I know? You know, um, yeah. hopefully more Jeffrey to come. Right. Fingers crossed. I mean, we can only hope we can only hope. Yeah. Hillary ends up telling Ashley, like, I'm here. If you need to talk, even though I won't be present, I will be here for you. And I love to see that uh, back at the concert. Will is still trying to subtly uh, sell Trey on the idea that he'll be possibly staying in L.A. Um, but this conversation gets heated so fast uh trey accuses will of like like you already knew you wanted to stay in la but will just won't admit it and from trey's point of view will was just telling him how bad things were in la but now all of a sudden will wants to be a part of the very people that he claimed were treating him so bad this beef is in full effect at this point and i know there's no way will and trey are going to enjoy the concert like i, I know y'all were happy to see these smoke but puya i feel like they're not even gonna remember the concert at this no. point no, the concert's over the minute they're having a yelling match at the concert. Like, you're not going to be able to just... Because you have to, like, de-escalate everything. And you can't do that in the middle of a, of a concert. No way. Everyone else around you is vibing. You're, you can't fix that. Um, yeah. What's interesting in this exchange is that what we discussed earlier literally becomes the truth here. Will bitched about L.A. so much that that's mm -hmm. all Trey remembers. And now that Will has changed this tune... Trey's like, I can't believe you just like gave up on every, you're like turning back on everything. You're, that was your word and you're turning back on your own word. And for what? Like I, you're trying to be one of them. And Will essentially says, listen, look around you. We have everything right now. It's a lot of fun. And we're being Philly boys. Like what is wrong with doing this? And yeah. Trey just doesn't, Trey feels betrayed. And I don't think he can over, oversee that, overlook it. Right. Right, yeah, it, it, yeah, you can see it in his face. He was not having this. Um, elsewhere, we see Carlton and Lisa talking about the Mardi Gras theme for the event for her mother, and Carlton is laying the charm on thick, even to the point where he thinks it's okay for him to make a move on his ex and try to get a little kiss, but skirt! He gets denied, and I was grinning from ear to ear. Yes, I super hater Carlton. You don't deserve a kiss. Who you? Um, yeah, her feelings haven't changed, and we went from one awkward conversation to the next. Yeah, I nearly wanted to uh, interrupt you when you started this the recap for this scene to be like, may I? Carlton got my boat. <laughs> let's move on. Like, I really wanted yes. to just say that. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, he fully got denied, and, you know, he's back to square wherever he is currently with, with Lisa, which I think here's the problem. He has now mm -hmm. set Will on this boundary of you can't talk to Lisa, but Lisa doesn't want him. 
And I think yeah. even the idea that maybe Lisa is going to be concerned about Will will still rattle him, even though Will's doing everything right. Will is set up for a lose-lose here with Carlton because Carlton just doesn't know what he wants. Right. I would love to see the two of them get on the same page, but right now we have no inkling that that could ever happen. Like they just seem to be two totally different people with two worldviews that are different, with two different sets of goals. And uh, like you said, like Carlton is our villain right now. It just, it just seems like there's that's unavoidable moving forward, at least for the time being. Um, Trey is back at the house packing up his stuff and the two of them like Will and Trey start getting into it again it starts to look like Trey is jealous actually of Will um, we haven't really discussed that aspect of it because like we've always said like Trey is here basically to take Will back home but Trey lets it slip out that Will is always the one who was supposed to make it out. He's the goat. He's the charismatic one. He's Batman. Trey is Robin. Um, he's been Will's sidekick, and this is honestly something that I hadn't even considered. Uh, the two begin to even fight at some point. They don't throw a punch, but they both end up going their separate ways, and this is at the point where I'm like, okay, I don't think this friendship is going to make it, Puyo. No, I really don't think either, at least for a little while here. Um, ultimately, a lot of Trey's, you know, buildup was built upon will's platform becoming big enough that trey was the one who would stand next to him because will wanted that and now that will's gone he's taking that away from trey for sure but then also trey realizes so we had an altercate altercation he had a major altercation he got arrested he got out of prison he went to la i got shot as an exchange i lost my best friend i lost my teammate you know I lost the, um, uh, you know, I lost the the Steph Curry to my Clay Thompson. Yeah, I'm like Clay Thompson can't run a team alone. They're losing. Mm -mm. They're losing right yeah. now. So that's not going to work for for Trey. So now it's like, well, I don't even have me and him to build off each other for me to get something. Like I think there's so much attached to their friendship beyond just them being like bros that Trey kind of is just disgusted by the level of yeah. betrayal he feels and disgusted by the fact that we were the same. We were on the same level. Why does he get everything good and I'm left with nothing? Right. You got shot and he got rich. You know, that's that's got to be a hard pill to yeah. swallow. Yeah. And Will ends up going to Aunt Viv to talk about the situation with Trey. He tells her, like, uh, I don't even know if we're going to be friends anymore. And Viv tries to calm the situation and tell him that, hey, y'all were both in traumatic situations, regardless of where y'all stand. Y'all were like, y'all just trying to figure out how to process this. Um, and Will ends up revealing that Trey wants to go back home. You know, he's ready. Um, and this sucks. I don't like this at all. Um, the campaign manager is over there talking to Uncle Phil in his office, and he tells him that uh, his interview with Kylo went viral, but Uncle Phil didn't have an interview. Like I was like, in my mind, I heard it. I was like, what interview? What are you talking about? And it turns out that the hidden content cameras that were at the dinner has now been posted online. This is the problem with this content creation. Like, you got to have people's consent before you start to do this kind of thing. We, we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast. Like, Hillary, let the people know that you're going to do this, especially if it's like for somebody's camp pain uh, but i guess if you wanted to get a natural reaction to uncle phil's support for his daughter and content creation then you got it it just kind of feels kind of icky for me um the video did humanize uncle phil to the voters but the police have made their true like have made true to their like their intent to threaten him right like they say like oh yeah or else and they meant it um, because now there's a smear ad out telling everybody that Uncle Phil is anti-police, pro-rioting, 
uh, like pro-anarchy and Antifa and all this other stuff, uh, clearly a way to hurt his chances in the election. Now, they say he played this too far to the left, Puya, but Uncle Phil does say, like, this wouldn't be happening to me if I wasn't about to win. So do you feel like it's just the fact that Uncle Phil's about to run away with this, that this is happening to him? Or is this like this defunding the police is just too radical of a stance for somebody like Uncle Phil? I feel like it's a situation where because of how Uncle Phil was holding himself the whole time during this campaign, you know, being more of in the middle and not so much one side or the other, the idea was obviously, right, they're going to try and get every, you know, people from this side, people from that side and like build it up. But then this comment from him makes it essentially seem like, oh, he's completely tilted to the one side now. And and while we thought that's not the case, his poll numbers obviously went up. I feel like the smear campaign coming in was a, oh, we thought we could back him. Nope. Neutralize it. This is not who we're going to go with now. Shut he it is down. now. Yeah. He's essentially going to jeopardize us. We'll find another candidate to back or some or like to want to see win. That means he can't win. So right. now the question is going to be, Chappelle, did the smear campaign balance out the poll numbers that had gone up or mm. does it make it less than what it was? Or does Uncle Phil go now lean even more to where he is? To, to, you know, be like, you know what, I'm now have to go all eggs in the basket for this to to make this like one of the main points on my ticket. Right. I mean, that's, that's definitely a good question because he could go all the way to the left. Uncle Phil has not, to this point, has not backed down from one of these moments, right? Like when they threatened him at the Staples Center, he said, well, okay, whatever. When they said, <laughs> are, are you going to say defund the police? He said it, you know? And so Uncle Phil does not back down. So we could see him going a little bit further to that side uh, because the, the issue here is that they wonder if the donors are going to support him. But luckily, Billionaire Banks got his own money. He has his own bag. He don't need donors pull you what he needs is voters and so that's going to be the thing that really makes or breaks him here uh in his campaign the next scene of the episode for me this was the hardest one to watch because this is will walking trade to the car and it feels like the complete dissolution of their friendship right um will's saying that he realized at some point that there's more to the world than west philly but trey says that's just not true for him it has never been true for him and I, my heart was broken, Puya. I, I can't lie to you. I hated this. Tell me more. I want to hear more about why your heart was broken in this instance. Because because I'm like, this is the moment, right? We were like, oh, wait wait until Trey gets out of Philly and comes to, uh, to L.A. Like, they're going to be back together. It's going to be great. And Will is even telling Trey, like, if I'm here, you can benefit from this. You can come during the summer. We can go to more concerts. We can see more things. We can become more worldly. Will was going to leave Philly to go to college. He was never going to be in Philly the entire time. But Trey kind of, I think he's looking at it like, Will thinks he's bigger than me. You know, like, I am West Philly. And Will is like, I've outgrown that. I, I want to yeah. see more than that. You're not enough for me to come back home. And that's why I'm like, this hurts so bad. No? Yeah. I mean, you know, no one ever wants to see Batman and Robin break up. You know, again, right. we can go back to pick many a teammates from the NBA break up or literally there's so like any pairings. You never want to see a good pair come to an end. And it really feels like it here. And it even doesn't feel like they hate each other on the way out here. I think what Will explains when he says he wants more than just Philly, and he's like, I've realized there's more than Philly out there for me. It was just Trey being like, I mean, I hear you, but that's not how I feel. 
For me, it's right. just Philly. It's Philly or bust. So, and I'm comfortable with my decision, and I hope you're comfortable with your decision. And I think it was just more of a, you know, I guess we're breaking up because it's best for the both of us, not because I hate you or you did anything bad to me. And I'm yeah. hoping that's how they've ended things, if anything, because it's they were going to end regardless, right? So. Yeah, it seems that way. I just, I just feel like, like, come on, man. This is, this feels like one of those friendships that you want to last forever. But you know, circumstances happen, trauma happen. They're in two different sets of the like, uh, like places in life right now, and it just doesn't seem like it's gonna work out. We shall see if that happens later on in the season. Um, inside the house, though, Hillary and Aunt Viv are talking, and Aunt Viv is apologizing um, to Hillary for being so critical of all her decisions. But Puya, it sounds like uh, all Hillary wants to hear is that she's making her proud. Like, you know, that's it. It doesn't feel like Aunt Viv has to do much talking. Hillary, that's all Hillary wants is her support. Nothing else mattered. Nothing else mattered. Yeah. The minute Hillary heard that, I feel like everything was completely fine, which, again... If I'm predicting what's going to happen, they're finally good now, right? She's yeah. proud of she's proud of her daughter. Her daughter's happy to hear her. she has her mom's support to do what she wants to do. Until Aunt Viv knocks on the door and says, "Hey, so I'm trying to get in on this social media thing. <laughs> Set it up." <laughs> yeah, uh, Aunt Viv will be moving into the content creator house as well. Oh, uh, mm -hmm. just on the week, like every other day, she's gonna be there. Just make no mistake. I like, don't worry about me. I'm fine. Just making videos. Hillary is gonna be disgusted. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but I can definitely see that as a source of content moving forward. Um, Eventually, we see Will FaceTiming his mom, Vi, and telling her that he's actually considering staying in L.A. We understand, like, this is the first time he's actually had this conversation with her. And she's trying to explain to him, like, I get that you feel like you've grown now, now that you're out of my nest and that you're across the, the, the country, but you still need me. I'm your mama. Uh, but it's his it's her own words that ends up convincing them both, right? Um, he reminds her that she was the one who told him that there was more to the world than West Philly, than those 14 blocks. and even she can't argue with that. She has to support his decision and hangs up the phone, leaving them both looking pretty miserable. And me, so devastated with how this episode ends. I can admit that this one was, yeah, this wasn't my favorite one, Puyo. I mean, we don't want to end on not a high, and this was the lowest of the lows. I feel like Will finally, you know, this should be a happy episode because Will finally has come to love his new surroundings he loves la he's excited to embrace it but then his mom is not really approving his best friend doesn't want anything to do with him now his cousin has essentially blackmailed him for the worst he can't even talk to lisa one of his main like two one of his two friends that he's made here yeah it's it's getting to be a little messy and you know hillary's about to move out who hillary's one of the people he's like more cordial and, and close to in this house as well so it should be a good episode but then all these bad things happen so i feel like the bad now outweighs the good but then you know we are in the midway point of the season which this entices me because i can see many different avenues we can go here so in yeah. a way i'm happy that rashad was killed early because it opens up more story. Whereas if the Rashad was going to go like season finale, the way we may have initially thought that's all that would have mattered to us. Yeah. Whereas these littler storylines, they matter more now than they did before. 
Yeah, that's such a good point. We're definitely at like a turning point in the season. So much has happened to Will in this episode. There's so much that Hillary is starting, that Aunt Viv is starting, that Ashley is starting. Uncle Phil has some drama going on. Um, we really don't know what to think about what's happening with Carlton. And so we have so much more to get into as the season continues. But Puya, that's the end of the episode. And yeah, we have to prepare for the next episode soon. Um, I think we're going to try to get that out this week because we are a little behind because Peacock had dropped like three episodes at once and we've been trying to play catch up ever since. So season one, episode six is called The Strength to Smile. And we will be uh, recording that this week and trying to get that on you all's podcast feeds very soon. Puya, in the meantime, tell everybody what you're up to, what you've been working on. Um, well, as far as reality TV goes, if you're a fan of that, boy, do I have you covered. Um, <laughs> you know, Survivor 42 is on the horizon. It's literally going to be premiering this week. Both myself and my guy Chappelle here were on a draft hey. the other day. We had a good time there. Uh, Big Brother Canada is also going strong, and I've been involved with that. I do the live feed updates for that on Fridays over on RHAP. And 90 Day Fiance, a.k.a. the Hot Mess Express, is still on the tracks Sometimes goes off the tracks because 90 Day is a lot. Uh, but Rob and I have been talking about that. That's been a good time as well. And then this week, 90, no, no, Mass Singer. This time, Mass Singer is coming back, season seven. And I do get to talk about that with my partner, Liana, over on RHAP as well. We're going to be talking about season seven's premiere. We're going to do our draft. Mm -hmm. So that's all my podcasting stuff. Off podcast, I do stream on Twitch three, four times a week over on twitch.tv slash Puya. And if you want, None of that. You just want to talk feedback about Bel Air or other stuff. Find me on Twitter at Puyism. Yeah, and I, I am a faithful watcher of twitch.tv slash Puya. So I definitely recommend joining uh, Puya's Twitch stream and just hanging out. It's a, it's a good time. Puya's great. Um, yeah, like you said, um, he did the Survivor 42 draft. I was there as well. It was a good time. So you can check that out on Rob Has a Podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Also on Rob Has a Podcast, this week is the Survivor 42 premiere and i will be on the feedback show so for the listeners of rob has a podcast you'll get to hear my opinion about the first episode um this weekend um also on rob has a podcast uh me and my co-host or he, he and me his co-host uh rob sister nino are talking about netflix shows on nothing but netflix and this last week we dropped a podcast about a Medea homecoming it was rob's first like like dip into the Medea cinematic universe and it was a hot ass mess but it is literally the funniest podcast i've ever done in my life and i enjoyed it so check that out if you haven't already over on post show recaps you know aside from bel-air i'm talking about the walking dead uh every week with jessica lease josh wiggler and aj mass we're making our way through the season and so check that out if you're a fan of the walking dead also on Post Show Recaps, uh, we are launching a podcast for the third season of Atlanta uh, over on FX, the Donald Glover show. And so uh, myself, Latanya Starks, and Mari Forth will be talking about Atlanta. I think we're dropping an episode every week until the premiere that is coming up in two weeks. And so check that out. We'll update you on what you've been missing, what you might have uh, forgotten in the last couple of weeks. And then we'll start to break down the next season as it occurs. Uh, this week, I was able to guest on the Shit 90 Shows talk me podcast as well and we recorded a, a podcast about boy meets world 
So uh, I believe it was the episode where Corey ends up meeting a girl that's not Topanga and they hang out at a ski lodge. Very messy, but it's a very fun time. So check out the Shit 90 Show Taught Me podcast. And finally, check out the uh, podcast over at Silent Podcast for Abbott Elementary. We did a mid-season catch-up to kind of talk about what we liked and what we disliked. Nothing. We really don't dislike anything for Abbott Elementary. It's a perfect show. So we talked about that on Silent Podcast. Check all of that out. Follow us on Twitter at Puyaism at Chappelle's underscore show and give us your feedback. Don't forget to give us star reviews and tune in next time as we talk about Bel Air season one, episode six. Until then, talk to you later. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.